I'm Lisa Hyde, and welcome to the Confidence Crown Podcast. I believe one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is freedom. It all starts with your journey into self-belief and creating the confidence to live your life with abundance. Ladies, it's time to earn and own your crown and be the yes queen you are destined to be. Together, let's make it rain. Welcome back. We have an amazing new guest today. Now, listen, ladies, I have to tell you, she and I have been having so much fun off the air. We forgot to press the record button. So we are going to be starting this. (laughs) because she's so much fun to talk to. I can't wait for you guys to hear from her. Today on the show, please welcome Angela Prophet. She is a celebrity wedding and event planner. She is a lifer. I cannot wait for her to share with you some of her world of adventures that she does, global events. This is like the real deal, but she is also segueing her beautiful entrepreneurship into a new adventure um, called GSD. And can I call it the real thing? Mm-hmm. Get shit done. And this is to help women GSD. So Angela, take it away. I want them to hear from you, but I'm so, so excited to have you on today. I love you. I cannot believe we've been chatting for like 40 minutes without the, without the, without the recorder on because it's just too much fun hanging with you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me today, Lisa. When when we met um, a couple months ago, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like of my long lost sister. <laughs> totally. <laughs> We've just been like chatting and chatting and chatting. And yeah, it's just awesome when you get with like another woman who gets it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so much fun. Like with the synergy that you can just how we want to help others and get together and energize each other. And it's awesome. (laughs) Well, you are a ball of energy. I know you're based in Nashville, but you have been like trekking around the world. Um, Can you tell us about a few of the places you've just come from? Yeah. So I've been gone for almost a month now. I... A couple months ago, I was invited to speak at the Exotic Wedding Planning Conference in Italy and talked a little... Because that's (laughs) normal. Sorry. Because that's on everyone's schedule. Right. (laughs) Exotic weddings. Okay. (laughs) And and really, it was cool because it was so many cultures there. I was the only one... Well, me and one other planner were from the United States. And so it's like, you don't have a bunch of Caucasian blondes with blue eyes, right? Running around in Italy. Just to use, like, just to put together like the cultures and meet all of the people and to see how these luxury weddings and events are thrown all over the world. It just really opened your eyes. I was there to talk about technology specifically and about virtual reality and taking the VR glasses and using them as a sales tool to put together some various floor plans. Because typically when people can see something, they feel more comfortable paying for it. Absolutely. But until we had this amazing technology, it's basically like people hire planners and designers. We sketch some things out and then we pray that the client likes it. (laughs) This is pre-Pinterest too. I mean, Pinterest helps, but... You know, those of us who like to do unique, one-of-a-kind things, it's yeah. like people come to us with Pinterest and it's like, well, this is a great inspiration. It's a great start, but we want to create something for you. So that was a couple months ago. And then another organization, they were there. And so they asked me to come back and teach more on tech tools and basically how to grow your business. 
Um, A lot of people in the wedding industry do it as hobbyists, which I started out that way too. There's nothing wrong with it. But when you are passionate about something and you know that your community continues to ask you to do it, what I learned 12 years ago is, my gosh, I should have stepped out of healthcare because that's what I went to school for and focused more on my business and myself and growing my own thing to serve clients. And so that's what I've been doing. And then I went to Cabo after that for a two-week team retreat and some consulting with some venues who are launching luxury wedding programs. So, OMG. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks in Cabo, launching crazy. luxury wedding planning. Yay. <laughs> I can just imagine the hotels you're at because I was just there this summer and I can't believe how many new hotels there are. And they are stunning. It's almost like Vegas. Like they're ginormous hotels and they are beautiful. So, oh, I can only imagine how much fun that was. You know, I just want to like give people a little bit more of a background. You didn't just jump into wedding planning. Like you're com- it was a family business, right? Event planning was in the family business yep. line. Yep. And you just kind of segued into weddings. So I know was this because of in Nashville, you were starting to help uh, young, young musicians maybe um, yeah. get their weddings together? Yeah, it's really funny. Um, you know, when you ask people in the wedding industry, like, how'd you get into it? It's like, you don't really go to school for it and learn how to do it. Um, Self-education. Sorry, that just happens to be a keyword I'm using lately. Wink, yes. wink. Self-education. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Dean well, and Tony. Life experience, right? Mm-hmm. And so my, my uncle had a venue. My family had a venue on the Mississippi Gulf Coast for almost over 30 years. And so I, I grew up around it. I was there in the summers, me and my brother and sister. And you know, when you're just around something, you just kind of pick it up. It's like Absolutely. we learn how to put flowers together. We learn how to cut wedding cake the right way. <laughs> um, we would pour sweet tea and serve it to the table. And you just learn how to have good manners and customer service when people are wasted and drunk and rude. You know, <laughs> it, it just was kind of in our blood to like be nice no matter what. And then, you know, after high school, I went to college, got into nursing school. I didn't love needles. And so I changed Surprise. my to psychology. Yeah. Um, and I ended up, I actually worked in a morgue. I didn't know what a morgue was, Ooh, but girl, it was because I knew a girl, you know, that worked there. Did that for a little bit, worked in infectious disease as a therapist um, for AIDS patients. Then I worked in physician relations, recruiting, Um, I worked in a mental health hospital. So I had a good career in healthcare. But when I moved back home after college, my parents were head of the funeral committee for the Catholic diocese. Oh. So, yeah. And so when their friends' kids started to get engaged and get married, Mm -hmm. it was around that time when, you know, people are like graduating from college and they think that they have to get married. Because right. that's what the white picket fence and that's what, you know, Americans tell. Yes, yes. And especially in the Catholic Church. And so yeah. it's like, if you're not married by 25 with two kids and two dogs and a Range Rover, like something's wrong with you. And so, <laughs> you know, I tried to go down that path, but it didn't work out for me. me and neither. so, yeah, um, you know, you live and you learn and you try. But my sister and I, we knew how to decorate. We knew how to do flowers. And so we just started doing it for fun. And then after a few years of fun, people started to say like, I'm not Catholic. Can you come here? And then that turned into, I'm not getting married in Nashville, but can you come here? Awesome. And so just through, and this was all pre-social media. Mm -hmm. So how we have been able to expand so 
quickly outside of just not Nashville, but outside the United States is the power of social media. Oh yeah. Being able to create valuable content for people. And I didn't know jack shit about business. (laughs) (laughs) um, I joined SCORE and then I joined a catalyst class through the entrepreneur organization. And I learned that I had to surround myself with people that thought very differently than Mm -hmm. I thought. And I went through a period where I really lost all my girlfriends because they were all married with kids and I wasn't. And you really start to find the people that who are going to support you and lift you up and help you lead a business. Yeah. So when people, they ask me, they're like, so how did you know, like you wanted to help people, but be in this market? I'm like, I think when I was like 30, I woke up and I'm like, I don't want to be in healthcare anymore. Like I, (laughs) it does not bring me joy. No. And like, it's so political. And so an opportunity presented itself. We were actually shooting a, a wedding TV show for TLC and we had to go on the road with it. So I kind of had to, you know, make a quick decision. I'm like, I'm going to jump and I can always go back to healthcare if, if the right. business thing doesn't work out. And I just never looked back. You know, wow. it's like you just have to be impulsive sometimes and go with your gut. <laughs> well, girl, I think you made the right move. I mean, your list of credits is amazing. I mean, uh, again, you don't look a day over 25 and <laughs> you have helped. Your your client list is, I mean, literally the who's who of Nashville. It's it's really amazing. Um, and I don't just mean like that. It's just like you, you've accomplished. It's not like you just done, you just, you didn't just do it. Like you did it. Like you really like, leveled up and became great at what you do. And I know you have a passion for it, but I also know you've been doing it a while mm. and you realize you've got some passions in some other places. I so, do. I how do. are you making this next transition? What are you going to do? Well, there's a couple things, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I have entrepreneuritis. I get really <laughs> bored and you can only do the same thing over and over. And what I have realized, the older I get, and I like to say like the more experience I get, the younger creatives in the the wedding and event space, there's not a lot of great education giving them a backbone on psychology and Mm -hmm. how to deal with people and emotional money spending. It's really given the, the industry a bad name. And then I have a huge heart for technology. I am like a huge tech geek. I'd rather have all the new Apple products than clothes or purses <laughs> or shoes. I know it's weird. Um, no, I love something it. happened to me in college where a week before graduation, my computer crashed and I didn't have anything backed up. I didn't know what floppy drives were, which back then I'm aging myself, but that's how you back shut up. Oh my and God. so... And then the uh, the next week, my purse was stolen out of my car. My car was broken into. It had my day planner in there, which oh. was like at the time my life. I thought my life was so important. And But what that did for me, it really set me up with a completely different mindset of, okay, there's this thing called the cloud <laughs> and Google Drive and Dropbox. And these were all beta products. I mean, so many years ago. 
But because of what happened to me, and I mean, I, at the time I was working in a mental hospital, I'm like, I don't know what depression feels like, but I'm pretty sure this is it. Aww. And so I almost didn't graduate because I, I lost everything. I lost all my pictures mm-hmm. from college, everything. It was, it was again, <laughs> you know, back then mm-hmm. I thought my life was over. But then now I've learned to reframe and really say, okay, God was prepping me to teach me that you think it's bad now, but you're going to learn from this opportunity. Right. It's it's not bad. It's an opportunity. There's everything happens for a reason. And so just by those two little things happening, I really became a tech geek. And so when I started off in healthcare, that's when the government started to mandate EMR, electronic medical records. Right. Mm-hmm. And because I was good on the computer and I just self-taught myself some things. This was before YouTube. I got to be the EMR cheerleader. So I got to go around to all the doctor's offices and tell the nurses that I was going to take their pen and paper away and they had to use these scrub tablets. I was not well liked at all. Before Epic? (laughs) This was in 2000. Yeah, that's before Epic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so um, now they have have the software for those people. There's two versions. Uh huh. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just, it's crazy. Um, But I loved it. And I did that for years where I helped transition physician offices from all thousands and thousands of paper charts to having online records. And you know, it's still happening and it's still not easy to do. So my friend does that, that he consults for that. That's what he does all over the US and Canada, and it is still a problem. It, it, yeah. it, this was supposed to be mandated quite a few years ago, like in the Obama era, it was supposed to be yep. mandated. And yep. he is still teaching hospitals because mm-hmm. doctors and nurses want to write or scribe everything. And yeah, it's crazy. It's still happening. And there's these two implement. We can go off on this, but I think it's really interesting. You were doing it 10 years ago. And yeah. Well, what really did it for Nashville and Nashville's very outside of country music and, yes. and sports and hockey and all that. It is the number one driver of revenue into our city aside from tourism and hospitality is healthcare. And so the amount of hospitals and healthcare here, it profitable and nonprofit is, is amazing. And so in 2010, the first weekend of May, our entire city flooded, like venues Mm. underwater, Mm. hospitals Mm. underwater. So it was a real true testament for those physician offices who had migrated over to EMR because all their shit was backed up and all their patient stuff was backed up. Mm -hmm. So a a lot of the, and I don't want to say like old school elderly doctors, but what happened, they, they had, they went into retirement early because they lost everything. Absolutely. Some of them filed bankruptcy. So I feel like sometimes as human beings, a tragedy almost like has to happen for people to actually start listening. Mm -hmm. But that's in 2010, that's when all of my creative vendors, they were like, okay, Angela, what's this Dropbox thing? And so (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to call it potty train your brain. So we're going (gasps) to So I started teaching classes on Sundays for fun. And this is when Apple started coming out with like great creative things and getting all the tools syncing. So just from like seeing very successful patients become suicidal because their buildings burnt down and Mm -hmm. they didn't have anything backed up from being part of the flood back in 2010. And by the way, we had eight displaced weddings that weekend. Holy crap. <laughs> and I was even like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, but you learn from those things. And so 
we have finally made it official to where it's like, okay, we're actually, instead of just doing it on the side for fun, trying to teach people how to go paperless, how to use psychology, how to GSD, we're going to make it into a company and we're going to put together a four-step process and try to get to as many companies, creative companies, that we can to share these experiences. And hopefully so they smart. won't ever, ever have to suffer a tragedy to be proactive. I'm so proud of you because you're forward thinking and yet incredibly on point for what needs to be done right now. And it's so funny because as you're saying that, my computer, if if we weren't able to edit that out, just made a horrible sound um, because it appears my iCloud storage is full. Oh my God. <laughs> that is classic. That's, just, just buy more. I pay $10 a month. I'm just like, buy more. I was going to say, what do you, what should I delete first? Okay. Buy more. Okay. That is, well, so, that was that horrible noise. So guys, if you, did, if I wasn't able to edit out that, that sound in the background, I didn't that hear was anything, my thing though. Oh, but, okay. Good, good, good. Cause it yeah, just yeah. went bleep, And then a big sign just came up and said, your iCloud storage is full. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is it still happens way. to this day. I know. And I use many different clouds. Yeah. So now that we have our four-step formula for GSD, how are you implementing this? Do you have courses available? What do you, what do, you do now? We do. We've been building one big course. Um, we'll call it GSD Academy. Awesome. And the four steps is communication. There's a communication tool that in 2013, I went and got certified. Well, I actually wrote a book for the wedding industry and then they like tried to sue me. Total, I'm like, no, 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 no. Underachiever, to- underachiever. Copyright. <laughs> I'm trying to help the industry here. <laughs> so um, the, at the CEO at the time, he's like, well, you have to pay, you know, five grand or whatever it was to become a certified facilitator in Atlanta. I was like, all right, I'll go to your effing school. But actually it was like one of the best things I ever did. And I met the most amazing people. And like the corporate company still hires me to go out and do like these three hour workshops with people all over the place in the, in the South. I was actually talking with the CEO this morning. So that is a great company that we utilize to really strengthen the communication on how people perceive you as a leader and then how to make sure that you are vetting the right people to hire for the right positions so that you don't have any blind spots. And so that's really the first step. The second step is to making sure you have a process in place. You Mm -hmm. would not believe how many amazing companies that I go into that pump out the most amazing things. And then on the back end, on the business side of things, if the owner, something happened to them, everything would just crumble. Can we tell that SOPs? Is this what we're Exactly. Procedures, processes. Yes, Yes, 100%. Because um, a lot of the companies, most of our clients, they have been in business for a while Mm -hmm. and they don't know what they don't know, but they know if they don't do something to change that Mm -hmm. the younger business will come in because they expose themselves on social media with content, Mm -hmm. content, content, even though some of them don't know what the hell they're talking about. They Mm -hmm. fake it till they make it and they're getting the business. So mm. working with these people, we call it a facelift to be fun. <laughs> nice. I love um, all your terms. These are great. But, you know, really just putting together a process, getting it out of your head. And then the next step is to really start to train your people. You cannot run a business and scale it and do it all by yourself. Like, nope. I thought I could a little bit, you know, I'm a control freak big time. Yeah. That's what we have in common. Doesn't uh-huh. work, yep. I'm Doesn't super work. control freak. Not enough hours in the day for what we want to do. Exactly. (laughs) 
it's like the whole thing that Richard uh, Branson does. It's like, if you're going to go to Necker Island where he lives, his plane's going to pick you up. They're going to serve his food, his drinks, his stuff, because he wants to control the entire customer experience from mm-hmm. beginning to end. And that's how I have become. And that's what we sell. We sell perfection to our clients. And so every single I and T has to be dotted and crossed, you know, multiple times. And that's, it's difficult, but Mm -hmm. you have to use psychology. And so the number one threat um, is technology and automation to a lot of these companies. And so teaching them to reframe and use it in a positive manner to elevate the customer service for the company, not take people's jobs, especially in knowledge-based businesses. AI is not going to replace knowledge-based businesses, people, okay? It's just not. And then the fourth thing is getting your company's message out there because it's great if you're pumping out content. It's great if you're consistent with it. But if you don't understand the psychology and you don't have the automation to support A to Z, you're kind of wasting your time. Yep. <laughs> so those 100. are the, the four steps that we really, you know, high level talk about. And I really think that it gives people a new perspective on how to grow their companies just in the mm-hmm. creative world. I am so on board with what you're talking about. Um, maybe because it's how I've kind of unraveled this past year of scaling and having hiring issues and finding ways like, you know, I've done so many of the pieces myself and then I try to have other people replicate them, but they don't quite get them. So if you don't have good SOPs, then you just spend all this time like, editing and re-editing and it's just it just it doesn't lead without it you don't get a nice flow you're constantly in like this hamster wheel like nothing quite gets done like you, lots of busy work everybody's busy but nothing's happening and um i i i'm just i love it you've simplified it four steps four ways to move forward grow your business and to GSD. And so hats off to you. I'm super stoked about this. Um I know I know it's in its preliminary steps. When, when will it be live for the world to be a part of? Do we have a date yet? Maybe. So we're going through beta right now and just testing it and getting feedback. And so our plan is to launch by January 15th. Um, but as you know, building... Oh, that's just a few weeks from now. Yeah, I, thought, yeah. I thought you meant later in the year. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I will try to have this podcast out before she launches so you can sign up. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yay. That's um, great. You know, but we're... Um, I've learned the hard way. Like I get really excited about stuff and then it's like, I want to rush everything. And we've been building funnels for about five years now and using some robust softwares that... I've worked with a lot of different consultants and what I've learned is that I should just figure out how to effing do it myself. No, no. <laughs> Hire. I, the, the, funnels is to me a four-letter word. We are never going to be friends. No one's well, ever going to make that fun for me. That will always be a hiring out process. Well, I, 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 can, I can tell you I agree 100% <sighs> to build it. But what I have realized mm. in launching mm. and doing is... Even though you work with some of the best consultants, sometimes they don't know your industry. They don't uh, know yeah, your audience. True, and true. so what I've learned is I've had I have to do the strategy for it and whiteboard it out so that 
whoever's building the funnels yeah, true. see how the customer journey and the customer experience is. So let me take that back. Not me build the effing funnels, <laughs> but, um, but doing the strategy for it. And so ever since I got involved, well, and my God, I, I, I figured out a consultant was stealing from me. And then half of them, like they lie and they try to cover shit up. And like the last uh, one I worked with- Does this sound familiar? Oh Ladies, my God. I mean, oh my God. The last I mean, one I worked with. Angela and I, we have like <laughs> parallel lives here. Yes. This is insanity. Like yes. I got this top guy who, like so many people in my circle, they're like, he's the best. And you know, I spent the money and the, we did a webinar. And then the first email that goes out with three call to actions, which all led to the same page, they were all broken. He didn't test the links. What? And so I'm like, you know, like- Let I'm me guess, he was 24? Sorry, so sorry. I'm like texting him and I'm like, hey, I, I'm hoping this is a test link, but you just sent it out to 18,000 mm, people mm, in my, mm, and mm. he's like, literally his response back to me was, oh, you'll have to tell my wife to kick me in the balls for that. Like literally said that to me. Like, that's not the professional response I was looking for, dude. Mm, and mm. so it was just like, oh my gosh, that's also when I opened my eyes and I'm like, no more men. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. all six of these last men, they don't understand women. And yes, I'm a perfectionist and I'm not <laughs> crazy. I just don't want to be lied to. And just because right. I'm short with blonde hair doesn't mean I'm I'm stupid. And so, you know, again, it's another learning opportunity. It was a $30,000 like mistake oh, and broken link. But it's like, I forced myself to learn enough. So if anybody tries to screw me again, right. then they're not going to, there isn't going to be an again because that was an expensive opportunity to learn from. Absolutely. So we, we have really done a lot of split testing and using all kinds of fun consumer data sites like Hotjar and using lead pages and click funnels. I'm like such a software nerd now. But it feels really good because now I'm going to help other businesses, especially right. women business owners Love it. who have had similar experiences and they're just sick of it because like, I'm a good, honest person. Like right. I really want to help other people because if I'm helping you, your success is, if you're happy, I'm happy. Like Absolutely. I, I, I just, so, you know, there's already some people that, that are in my EO forum and they're like, can you do this for me? And, but they know I'm not there to screw them, right? Right, right. Um, and that's where I feel like this, a lot of this online sale, sales, it gets, again, it gets a bad rap because people, they could be hella, like amazing marketers, but then the delivery of the content isn't there. So yeah. if you can have both and marry them together, then you can GSD. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um uh, everything you're saying, I get. I mean, because I feel like I so much of what you just said is what my last year has been like. But what I love and I, what I really want people to get is you didn't know how to do all these things. And yet it didn't stop you from learning them. What you knew was you wanted to accomplish these things. You wanted to have these things available for your client. You wanted... So you learned how to do it instead of kind of being paralyzed by it and like, like, well, I don't know how to do it. So we're just going to eliminate that part from our, from our GSD. We're just going to mm-hmm. like, let's just skip that part. Cause we're not good. No, you guys actually put in the time and effort to learn it. And I, I give you so much credit because 
people are so often afraid to try or even sell something that they're not 100% on. I mean, listen, I, like I just said to you, I don't ever need to do funnels or ads. Um, I understand them. I know why they're important. I don't personally need to put them together, but I know what I want them to look like and I know why I need them. Exactly. But I will pay for that. Well, I can focus on another element of my business, but I can't take it out. I, I have to have it in my business. I can't eliminate it because I don't like it or I don't want it. It's like, if you want your business to be successful, you need to have these things. And if you don't know them and you don't take the time to learn them, then you have to find the people who are professional in it. And I love, I love that you've outlined this so clearly for everyone. I love that you are promoting those strengths and that in fact, you took a course, you got certified, you figured it out. You didn't just say, oh, but I only know healthcare, but I only know how to do flower arrangements, but I only, you just kept going. And so I love your resiliency and I love your passion. And if you guys could see her face, she's just glowing. And she's honestly, like she, she is the sweetest person. And oh. um, no, and like, but your authenticity comes through. Like, I know you want to help women and you want to make successful business owners um, like yourself. And I, and I, I love you for that. And I love that you want to keep giving back because you are definitely at a point where you can say like, okay, I'm done. I have proven myself. I am successful. I'm hanging up my, <laughs> I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm, I'm gonna done. Do I'm, I'm going to do something else, but you keep going and, and you keep recreating. And I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. So I can't say enough good things about Angela. Um, if you guys don't already follow her, um, she also has a podcast. Um, like this girl, she writes books. Like this is the, the real deal. And Angela, I just want you to maybe leave them a little words, word of wisdom, um, something you want to share about, maybe it's a GSD term, but I think you have a mantra you like to share with these ladies. My whole thing is like, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And uh, in my twenties, I was very hard headed. And until I really got a good mentor who he was not in my industry at all, I think he was like 80. Like, I'm not even exactly. Wow. Okay. And I'm like, what does this man know? And, you know, he was so hard on me, but I actually needed that because I was such a hard headed person. <laughs> and now I look back, and as I'm getting the opportunity to give back and to mentor people, you know, I try to be a little bit nicer about it. But sometimes I'm just like, I don't, I will, I will tell it with a smile on my face, but right. I'm going to tell you how it is. And so my big thing is be open to feedback. That's how you're going to grow. And the faster and the more you fall on your face and you have those nights where I can't even tell you in my 30s how many nights, like I would stay up three nights in a row crying and I had so, I, I called it email jail. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. But my, my main thing is like you've just surround yourself with the right people that are going to help you achieve your goal. And if you're not around the right people, I mean, we can't pick our family, but you know, <laughs> some of my family, they still don't know what the hell I do. They're like, she's going on a plane somewhere. Um, you know, they watch my Instagram stories and they're like, oh, that's cool. But they li literally have no clue what I do. And that's okay. But yeah. just remember, like, we all have different personalities and there are people out there that 
easily, just like when Lisa and I met, like it, it was just like an instant spark of like, we get it. Mm-hmm. It's almost effortless yeah. to help each other and be authentic. And so if you want to do something and you have a message and you have a passion and you know what, if you have a story, some of us aren't always ready to talk about those stories. You know, 10 years ago, I didn't want to talk about my divorce. I I was a wedding planner and people are like, you're a divorced wedding planner. (laughs) And now I'm like, hell yeah, I am. Like I wasn't going to stay in an unhealthy marriage to someone that was mentally abusing me. Right. And, you know, so it's like you, it took me a while to be comfortable to talk about it, but every woman has a message and yep. don't let people knock you down. There are people out there and there's so many great, great resources now. I mean, now there's Facebook groups. There's so much that you can involve yourself in to help get you to where you want to go it might take you a little bit to find the right group, mm-hmm. the right people. You know, they say the great things are hard to find. And that is true. It is true. But the, the every time you fall down, get back up, keep going and surround yourself with the right people who are going to support you. Because that's how I am where I am today is because I've been led by other people who have taught me and who have told me, no, Angela, you're not doing that. And here's why. Right. And Angela, you're not making a profit. You have money in the bank, but that doesn't mean, y'all, I didn't know what net and gross, and <laughs> I, I didn't know what any of that meant years ago. Right. And as I meet young entrepreneurs and I see the same like glaze over, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to mm-hmm. make this fun. <laughs> and literally I tell people are like, how do you remember these things? And, you know, I'm like, I go back to 10 years old and I'm like, well, your net is, it's like, you know, if you're fishing at the beach and you like catch some fish and you take them home and fry them and eat them up, that's what you get to bring home. So it's like, you know, you get it down to like a fun fourth grade level almost, yeah. but people remember that For sure. and it really makes an impact. So just stay true to yourself. Oh, uh, so many golden nuggets in this. Angela, you and I, first of all, we could chat forever. forever. Um, <laughs> I adore everything about you. Um, and I also just, I love, I love the impact you're giving back. You know, you said a little something right there, which is, you know, basically you got to level up your concept about having people around you who don't let you quit or don't let you do things the wrong way. That's kind of how that mastermind mentality works. You know, you're always being raised up and you've got people around you who've been at it a little bit longer or they can help you get past that stumbling block. And you're fueling the community with, again, all your knowledge and you're telling women like, here's how to just do it and get it done. And I love it. And I love it. I'm so excited. I can't wait for GSD. Um, I can't wait for your new book. Um, and yeah, if any of you ladies are ever in Nashville, um, I've co-founded a co-working space for women called Collective 615 and the furniture came in today. So hopefully it'll be open in a month. The founder, she's been texting me today and she's like, oh my God, the pink chairs are here. And it's (laughs) pretty girly. Um, But that's just another tool and a big project that took a lot of time really in 2019 that people don't see behind the scenes. But we we have, I believe, 70 members because we've pre-sold. Wow. 
Um, job, and so I'm girl. trying, yeah. So I'm trying to tell like all the women, if you're ever in Nashville and I know that there's other women co-working spaces, like when I go to New York, there's one, when I go to mm-hmm. Texas, there's one, um, the girls at the wing really mm-hmm. mentored Kathy, the lady who fa- founded it. I was just going to be brought on as a consultant. And then that turned into, can you just be the co-founder? I love it. Girl, so, we've got a couple here that I really enjoy. They're great. Yeah. yeah. So that's another, um, you know, I, I often, as I've been helping with this co-working space, and again, very much focused on women, I have realized that the same upbringing that I had around like very strong men, like mm-hmm. these women didn't have that. Right. And so teaching them to have self-confidence and they are worthy of something and they do have a message. And it's an incredible group of people, again, that are going to support you. So even if you can't find your people in your town or your zip code, you can always visit Nashville because (laughs) we got it going on or go to LA. I'm sorry, you can go online or come here. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We work is really big here, um, but there's there's actually quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. But there's quite yeah. a few and I, and I love them. And actually I was in Scottsdale this weekend and I, I'm blanking on the name, but I swear it had a B like, like a, like the bumblebee. There was a B yeah. in the term in the title and it was in the mall in Scottsdale guys next to the Apple store. Someone knows what the hell I'm talking about. Cause I was sitting outside the Apple store on a, on a conference call, uh, waiting for my friend and I was staring at it and it was a workspace. Um, and it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I just, all I can remember right now, of course, is the B logo, but yeah, they're, they're awesome. They're great. And, you know, it makes it really nice because as entrepreneurs, um, you know, working at home is fantastic, but it also is nice to get out sometimes and just have, um, other voices and people around you. Yeah. Great to have a meeting in a co-work space. Great to have an event in a co-working space. Like just to also just bounce ideas off of other people. Again, love my home office, but it it also feels good to uh, to to you know have that place to go sometimes just to have a change of scenery. It's just the energy, you know. Oh, yeah. when people collaborate and mm-hmm. they're like, "What are you working on?" Yeah. And then, How can I help? Yeah. I, it's that mastermind. So I'm just like, it's definitely that mastermind totally. feeling where like someone's, you know, got an idea and they see what you're doing and they're like, Hey, I can help you implement that even faster. And you're like, Oh, hell yeah. Sign me up. I just want to get it done. So, Oh, I'm so excited for 2020. I cannot believe this is awesome. happening. Oh. Alrighty. Well, again, we could jabber on forever. Let's uh, leave them with a few little nuggets here. Um, Angela, where would you like the audience to find you because there's a lot of things you're doing. So where would you want to direct them? Yeah. So of course I have AngelaProfit.com, two F's and two T's. That is focused on weddings and events in the luxury space. And then in the consulting realm, we have GSDCreative.com. And then we also have GSD Leader, which is the same thing because the whole movement Mm -hmm. is about creating more leaders and making sure that, again, it's all about mindset of having fun and loving what you're doing, making money, doing your passion, but getting shit done. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's from a business fantastic. perspective. Yeah. Uh-huh. And on Instagram, maybe somewhere they could find you? Yeah. So pretty much across the board, um, it's just my name, Angela okay. Profit. Two okay. Fs, two Ts. Okay, just making sure. Just didn't want to throw something out if you want to use a different one. Um, Okay, now for my favorite question of the day, Angela, 
If you were to have the story of your life made, who would play the actor in your place? Oh my gosh. No one's ever asked me that before. <laughs> it's a little throwback to my Hollywood days because we used to play this game at work um, when we would meet celebrities like, oh, she could play me in the story of my oh life. Oh my God. Or him. It could be, I will say there are some men and women that are kind of, could go both ways. So I don't care. But um, is there really an actor cool that you really connect with that you're like, oh man, when my, when they tell my story, I want her or him to play me. Oh my God. And the thing, the funny thing is with me, like we didn't grow up with TV. I was kind of a sheltered child. Oops. And Oops. so it's like movies I'm her. and people are like, so what do you watch? I'm like, well, I, I use my sister's Netflix and like, I'm like a Breaking Bad girl and an Ozark girl. <laughs> okay. Those are not good people to be representing I you. Because you know. are not a dark person. You well, don't break do. the law. I will say, I do, exactly. Um, I will say Reese Witherspoon. Yay! She's from Nashville. Her mom is a nursing, was like a nursing advisor actually for multiple people that interned with me over the years. And then um, her dad was at ENT at the hospital that I worked with. And so I've had the experience to be around her. And then she recently opened a store, Draper James, Mm -hmm. in Nashville. And so even though she plays great movie roles and like, I love Lily, I do love me some Legally Blonde, okay? Absolutely. She, and I know some people are like, oh my God, I don't like it. And I'm like, but do you really know her personally, you know? Oh, it, yeah. It's like when you're playing a role in a movie or a show, you know, it's one thing. And then I really, really loved um, her and Nicole Kidman because she lives in Nashville mm-hmm. too. They collaborated on a project I actually mm-hmm. think they shot it out by where you live. Yes. And, um, I think it was called Little Big Lies. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, I really- Big res- Little Lies. Big Little Lies, got it. Yeah. And I have seen it. And it is a wonderful platform for women to understand. Mm-hmm. Listen, even your best friend next door, you think they're best friends, but there is shit behind that door. And- I, I just, I loved the whole foundation of how yeah. her and Nicole collaborated together. And so I guess I would say like, if I really, now that I'm like talking through it, if I had to pick somebody, I guess I would pick her. I um, think that's a great representation yeah. for you. Yeah. She, 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 that would be perfect. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'm actually what on like, you? <laughs> well, it used to be funny growing up. It was always, um, it was Drew Barrymore. I really related okay. to her because she was, you know, um, just a little quirky. I always adored her and was fascinated by her, but she wasn't just like the typical girl either. You know, she could do comedy. She could do drama. I don't know. I was always, I was always like a big fan of Drew. I am definitely on a Reese like fangirl thing right now. I love Big Little Lies, but next generation I even spent the money for the Apple Plus programming. Okay, so morning show with Jen Aniston. This is the best written show, and I know this isn't your thing, but when I say high quality writing, high quality drama, everybody's going to be up for an Emmy on this. This is so well done. It's ridiculous. So every single cast member is outstanding. The writing is outstanding. The the storyline is fantastic. These two are so good together. So yes, for morning show. And then honestly, Reese just released um, a Netflix special that I am so gung-ho on that it's called Shine On. And she interviews Dolly and Casey. She went to to Nashville and interviewed Dolly and Casey Musgrave. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I am like 100 on that and actually inspired me to, well, I might be working on a little something like that. Cause I, I just, I'm, that's it. That's, I know what I want to do next. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. And you know, it, this is a long way from Legally Blonde. It's oh, a whole other version. 100%. She, yeah. I mean, she really is a smart entrepreneur. Yep. Um, she is a businesswoman making great moves, buying great yeah. content right now and mm-hmm. producing wonderful programming. And she is a little powerhouse. Yeah, totally. Yep. And my neighbor. So That's hey, awesome. Rice. <laughs> so your neighbor and my neighbor. Is that yeah, funny? Really? Yep. Yep. It's, That's it's, hilarious. It's a, yeah. She's, she's a Brentwood girl and I know she's from Nashville. Yep. Um, yeah. Brentwood, so, Tennessee and Brentwood, California, California exactly. which is hilarious. Yeah. Same, same. <laughs> I just have a beach. That's all. I know. And I'm so jealous. <laughs> Angela, anytime. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. 100% loved keeping it real with you today. You are honestly my favorite. I just could talk to you for hours and hours and hours. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. Please share the love on social and let Angela know how much fun you had listening to her today. And make sure you look into her new GSD program and her book that's coming out. And if you are looking to have a fantastic, spectacular seriously gorgeous wedding, you still might be able to get her before that part of her world wraps up. So so act fast because she is definitely one of the best. Um, all right, thank guys, you. have a wonderful night. And thank you. Thank you, everyone. And Angela, mwah, Thanks love you. so much for having me, Lisa. Love you back. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. You're the best. 